A lot of you are familiar with the DNA Project and have been rocking with us for a while, but some of you aren't. A lot of you are faithful listeners of the podcast, but aren't familiar with some of the other work that we do. So I just want to take a quick moment to explain to you a little bit more of what we do. So you're getting married, or you have a friend, a cousin, a sister, somebody you know is getting married. Okay. You've booked your venue, caterers, photographer, all that good stuff. When it comes to live music, most people have no idea where to look. We have you covered. Picture this. During the ceremony, while guests are being seated, or while the bride's walking down the aisle. During the cocktail hour, while guests are just mingling and having a good time. Don't forget about dinner music. That's very important to set the mood while guests eat. And we definitely can't forget the party. Let's get the party started right now with The DNA Project. www.thednaproject.ca for more information. Guys, how's it going? Oh, how's it going? That's okay. it, right? Yeah, how you doing? How are you all good, doing? Good, 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 good. Man. Well, I'm Anthony. Uh, this is Dariki, and we have with us today the amazing Eddie Bullen. Some of you might remember Eddie, well, not only from his music, but from uh, a, pa- a past uh, episode that we did with him. Got yeah, a lot great of great episode. feedback, and uh, it's yeah. been a little while, so we're looking forward to chatting again. Um, yeah, how you been, man? Good, good. It's been, you know, working, working hard, making the musicians happy, yeah. making records. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still putting out hit records and doing the same thing. Uh, yeah, nice, well, man. You know, Looks like we're talking to keep... you from that. Uh, keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. You're going to, you got to keep throwing stuff against the wall. Sometimes it sticks, sometimes uh... it not. You know what I mean? <laughs> You surprise, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, it looks like we're talking to you from that legendary studio of yours, and I see in the back. <laughs> yes, where I spend way too much time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where it all goes down, though. <laughs> yeah, man. That's where the magic happens. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, thanks yeah, for man. joining us again, man. So I know last time we talked a little bit about your life, um, I guess how you came into the country and, you know, some of the stories um, from your early days. So we'll probably touch on that a little bit again today, but it's been a while. I can't remember. Did We must have talked, it was early in the, at the early stage of like the pandemic. like early 2020, like. yeah, early pandemic, yeah. I feel yeah. Yeah, I, I think he, when he came in we, to the studio, he's one of the oh, you're one of the brave souls. You came in, in yeah. studio, and now here we are virtually. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know, yeah, we're, um, yeah, man. So, what have you been up to since then? I mean, I've been doing a lot of records, man. I, I Just mean, <laughs> you know, um, it's I, I, I've just released a, a, a record with uh, Jay Douglas, who is a reggae singer but he did a an album of blues right? okay. so we did a with a big band you know so all horns oh nice okay and uh, um, yeah and that that record's doing really well awesome um and that was it was great you know it's all great to do you know stuff with live instruments you know? so i had you know people like lornell lewis and andrew stewart and, oh the legends um, you know there are i think over 25 musicians on that on that record that played that's you know? big. So it's oh, wow. kind of back to the old days when you know you look at an album and you see all these musicians playing it. So it's kind of that that getting credit, kind of, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's doing really well. I, I have another record that I did with a guitar player from Grenada, and his name is Jeremy Hector. 
Jeremy Sean here. Oh, nice. Nice. And that record is doing really well, too. It's on... It's a smooth jazz record. He's a guitar player. Sounds like uh, Lee Rittenauer, slight Benson-ish kind of vibe. Okay, okay. And um, gotcha, okay. That, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. on, mm-hmm, he's on um, about 140 stations across the US. Big time, wow. Um, he's getting about 5,000 spins a day on Spotify. That's so, nice. Again, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And um, I have a... You've worked record. with so many legends. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, there's a bad delay, so you're gonna have to forgive me. Sometimes I think you're finished talking. I apologize. We'll no work problem. this out. I promise you. But uh, no, finish your thought. I apologize. What were you saying? Yeah, actually, um, the last thing I wanted—I have a record that I, I just did with um, a singer from Barbados by the name of Keisha Christian. Oh, okay. And um, that will be coming mm, okay. out. Yeah, in um, on the 14th of. Uh, April. Nice. So, okay, we'll look out for that. And, you know, there are a lot of little singles happening. And all the that. What's the name of the record? Uh, Keisha Christian. Okay. And the name of the single? Uh, it's called Before I Go. Mm. It's a ballad. Yeah, I think uh, before I cut you off, I was going to ask, I'm always amazed, because like, every time we talk to you, there's another legend that you get to work <laughs> with. Sure. And we've gotten to talk to Larnell. And, um, I mean, is there anybody left on your list of who you'd actually like to work with? You work with every single every single person. It's a fair question, man. I'm wondering, too. <laughs> every time know, we talk, he's, it's a different name. I'm just like, who hasn't he worked with? It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Drinky, I don't know if you're aware yeah, I mean, of uh, Andrew Stewart. Have you heard that name before? It sounds familiar, yeah, just, but refresh me in the he's audience. Like, all right, well, and, you know, Larn, everyone knows Larnell Lewis as a drummer and musician yeah, yeah. extraordinaire. Well, Andrew Stewart is, I'm just going to say, like the equivalent of Larnell on bass, just like another level of... I had like, a feeling. If Eddie's closer. working with them, they have to be on a yeah, certain level. Facts, yeah, facts, <laughs> yeah. Mind-blowing. Look yeah. him up if you haven't heard of him. He's, yeah, yeah, Andrew's not... It's, 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 he's, he's a lethal weapon, man. He... Um, <laughs> Yeah. He makes his own bases. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he makes, makes his own, his own bases. Right. Yep, yep. He makes wow. his own. And they're like works of art, man. Oh, These beautiful. Things, you know, he'll, <laughs> he'll come to the gig with a new bass. And he goes, yeah, this is one of my new new offerings. And, That's like, and, and, and wow. I mean, he's just been playing with me for about 20 years now. He's been, he's been we've been, to, we toured all, all over the all over the world together. World class. You know, man. some of the first traveling experiences he, he had was with, with me. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's been, it's been, you know, I, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're sort of one of the guys who've been there through the different periods mm-hmm. you know, in, yeah. in, the, in the mosaic of musicians in the city. So, right. yeah, so yeah. like, you know, I, I'm not quite sure, you know, Fingers, um, Dave Williams, yeah, he name, passed name. away. Yeah, I heard yeah, that yeah. name too as well. Yeah, yeah. So Dave, actually, Dave was one of my students, and he oh, wow. he, he produced Damn. stuff for a lot of people. Um, you know, Julie Black and like lots of people he produced. Yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, he passed away, but you know, yeah, and rest, um, in peace, rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, I I get to work, I get to work. I actually, I just did a a show with a guy called Anslim William Anslim Douglas. I'm not quite sure if you know that name. Name sounds familiar. So Anselm Douglas is the guy who wrote. Can you share with the audience? 
Yeah, he wrote Who Let the Dogs Out. Oh. He's a Calypsonian. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. okay. That little song. Yeah, that little song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. So we just did a show called Calypso Stories. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, and we're planning to do it's It's a bit of a theater where we have a lot of dialogue speaking about the origins of Calypso and the... Um, a lot of the people who stand on the the, the shoulders of Calypso, right? For example, mm, one yeah, of the yeah. one of the things that we we spoke about is, for example, everybody know Harry Belafonte, yeah, right? Yeah, and Harry Belafonte was very instrumental in the civil rights movement. Harry Belafonte bailed Martin Luther King out of jail. Harry mm. Belafonte, yes, like deaf, right? Yeah. So what? Why, why was Harry Belafonte so successful? He was singing Calypso. His the first album uh, that sell one million copies was a Calypso record. Huh. Very first. Wow. Yeah, that's right? yeah. So is that so um, Daylight Come? Y- yeah, Daylight Come, everyone. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. that's oh, the God. very yeah, first yeah, yeah. album that's in crazy. history globally to sell one million copies. That gave him very the wonderful. financial power, right? Mm-hmm. The financial power yeah. to almost single-handedly um, help and finance the civil rights movement in the United States. <laughs> huh. Wow. That's an incredible That's story. Deep. I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. Now we're going to listen to yeah. that Taliban With song differently now. ears now. now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> With the <laughs> profound <laughs> respect. I might have That's to stream really it just out of respect. Yeah, just out of respect. Wow. Holy yeah, 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 yeah. You got some more like That's that for us? Yeah. Well, I mean, beautiful I, story. I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, Calypso was bigger than rock and roll. Like Elvis Presley was wanted to get his autograph and wanted to hang out with Harry. That's so crazy. that's that's a kind Just of thing. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. So right. when you think about yeah. you know music of the Caribbean that transcends borders, that's you know Calypso, reggae, salsa, right, juke, zouk, all of those zouk. things wow, are yeah. the Caribbean. Those are the those are the, the genres that go around the world. You know, when you look at Dancing with the Stars, you see them doing the cha-cha-cha. And the, cha-cha-cha. Right? That's from Cuba. Yeah, it's but, the Caribbean, right? So, <laughs> yeah, but you know mean, what? what we wanted to do is to shed a light on it. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, you say that now, like Dancing with the Stars and the music of the Caribbean, how it's so widely accepted globally, which I agree definitely is the case now. But even when I was growing up, I didn't feel or see that. So um, I guess as a man... Coming from, are you disagreeing, Drake? Or you... A little okay. bit. I think maybe it's because of your strong roots in the church that maybe that sheltered you from some of the. Because my father was playing guys like Eddie Grant. Yeah, uh, Bob as Marley a Jamaican though, nothing but. I'm saying play. as a Caribbean yeah. man, oh, he okay, was. But Eddie mentioned globally Fair acceptance. Enough. Fair enough. Global acceptance. That's what I'm speaking on right now. So just as far as like, I knew the music, of course, my parents are Jamaican too. But as far as being able to, like you go into a club or a party now and they're playing a little bit of everything, the radio's grabbing a little bit of everything. But I was kind of leading towards, Eddie, when you were growing up or like when you came into Canada, was there a struggle? Like, because were you, did you have to conform your music to kind of meet what was happening here? Like, how did that work at that time for you? Yeah, I, I mean, there were a lot of um, songs that were mm-hmm. never, ever popular in the Caribbean, you know, that I had to get used to in, in Canada, mm-hmm. right? And especially Canada. 
Right. Whereas the U.S. they had a had a black population and they they supported each other and I mean that everything that we listen to comes yeah. from the the you know that 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 African roots. Mm-hmm. So it yep. was a it was a it was a really big uh, shift for me. You know, I remember oh, and I, yeah. I think I was talked about it on the first podcast uh, that I got a gig. Two weeks after I arrived here, I got a gig. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was with a rock <laughs> yeah. band, right? And we're going right, on. Right. They, they picked me up, never rehearsed. We're, right. we're in the truck and we're on tour. And they, <laughs> they're doing their set list, right? Yeah. They're going, okay, yeah. we're going to do this song. We're going to, um, And I kind of know that song. You know, for example, they were saying they were doing um, I Shot the Sheriff because, right. because Eric Clapton did that song. Uh, so, yeah, I know that song. Right, good point. And then, yeah, yeah. right? And, he, and then they said, well, we should do some, we should do cocaine. I was like, no, <laughs> you're in the wrong gig. <laughs> right? I had no idea that Eric Clapton did a song called Cocaine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pass, man. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, hilarious conversation. <laughs> so, you know, so I mean, those are learning curves. Right. Just getting here and trying to <laughs> navigate. But you learn, you know, you learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you still course, stay with yeah. your, you know, your Caribbean you know, I, I, I hung out a lot at, um, yeah, Marley, Marley and Eglinton, where that, that hub is, you mm. know, all, all yeah. the Caribbean. So, I, it, it, you know, you got the roots there. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, wh- you were speaking earlier about the U.S., how, you know, the black musicians kind of stuck together and kind of helped each other out. What was your experience as a black musician in Canada was there a lot of like, I know that the hub eventually started to develop, but in the early days, what was it like in terms of just trying to find other musicians in the, in your community? That wasn't hard. There was a, I would, there was a definite uh, community of black musicians. Um, and what the musicians from the Caribbean used to do is to have a, basically a Caribbean band, all full Caribbean band. And they'll mm. bring some, okay. a singer in from the U.S., Okay. To sing with that band. That's how they got work because all the club owners wanted the bands from the US and the, the Caribbean musicians uh, who can play that stuff, but because of sometimes the dialect, they you can hear the Caribbean in the in the execution of the songs. So a lot okay, of times right. what they'll do is bring somebody in from, from the US and they'll front the band, they'll they'll be the singer. And eventually it it morphed into where the Caribbean singers know are are really as good as the US, you know what I mean? They they were and then the yep. club owners now will 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 gravitate to that. Um I, I had a I have a friend of mine, actually he just passed away uh earlier this year. Uh, last okay. year actually. Mm. And his name is Eric Mercury. I, I, have you guys ever heard of Eric Mercury? No, can you share a little bit about this wonderful man? Yeah so Eric Mercury is his father is from St. Vincent and his mother is from Jamaica. Okay. And Eric Mercury uh-huh. is who all the Canadians followed to go to the U.S. So Eric Mercury produced Donny Hathaway, Roberta Flack, uh, worked, wrote songs with Stevie right. Wonder. This is a Canadian boy. Wow. Uh, he yeah, was signed yeah. to Stax Record, wow. right? Which is Stax is, is like you have Motown, which is R&B. Stax Record was the soul. So you had people like Isaac Hayes and all of those people who came right. out of Stax. Wow. Yeah. So he was, right? And he was signed to a major record and did amazing records and wrote with, you know, some of his best friends was um, 
a lot, a lot of guys in Steely Dan, David Foster. Like wow. those, those are the guys who, wow. who looked up to this guy. Wow. Right? He was yeah, a trailblazer wow, in all of this. And an amazing writer. He wrote plays. Um, you, you guys might... You remember a commercial called um, I Want to Be Like Mike? Remember that commercial? Oh, yeah. Mike, yeah, Mike, yeah uh, of course. Gordon? Legendary. Right? So that was him, yeah, yeah. right? So that was him singing. Oh. I Want to Be Like Mike. Wow. So, I did not know that. Wow. That's yeah, incredible. Yes. Wow. So anyway, it, when you talk about... Uh, Black musicians that that were, was able to to like they are Canadian, but a, a lot of a lot of people don't know that you know there were trailblazers. No, before, no, wow, you know that that were Canadians that that broke ground for us. And I can remember, I'll just <laughs> I can remember when the Junos had no black rep, rep, representation in it, absolutely none. Yeah, this was know. right, and this was nineteen eighty four, eighty five. There was no, huh. there was no black categories, wow. absolutely none. Yeah, and we had to, right. we had to fight to get the black category, and we wanted four categories, well, in. and they said no, we're only giving you two. Wow. What were the four? So that's where it started. Do you remember? Right, the four was reggae, calypso, yeah, R and B, and can't remember, and and I think soul. Yeah, so okay. they wanted four categories, yeah. and they said no. They only wow. gave us two, and they put and so reggae. They gave they gave us two, <laughs> right? They gave us two, and wow. like you look at it today, and it's the, <laughs> the the black category that's carrying it, right? So yeah. from not yeah. having it, yeah, to now being the driver of, Interesting. of yeah, you know wow. I mean, like Drake is like one of the biggest, you know, yeah, yeah. in the world globally. Right? Once again, yeah. Yeah. Right. So you yeah globally. So you can see how from not having any representation. So when you talk about so we've come a long way. Yeah. And there were a lot of people who fought for those things in the early days. And you're you one know, of them. Fought man. and yeah. broke those barriers down. Yeah. So that now you look at it and like for me, I I look at it and I can see the trajectory of where we where we were and where we, where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a journey, and you know. I know we don't want to live in the past and go back, but just for even talking to Dariki and I, we just there's a lot of things you said that we've never heard or even considered in some cases. And to, to I know yeah. to both of us, it's very important to one understand some of the struggles that got us to where we are, so we can really consider ourselves in a privileged position to just enjoy some of the rights that we even Absolutely. have. But even for the generations coming behind us, like we hope that this platform is one of many that they can, people can kind of just tune into to hear some of these stories and really get an understanding. Like to think the Junos, we hear that Canada awards and we all see it and we see the people who are on it year after year. But to think that not too long ago, people that look like us weren't even a part of it represented is insane. Um, And just to give us a little context on that, being that you were like a part of that journey, that battle, do you remember kind of like what would I'm just wondering what would it have felt like to be in your position creating music working with some of the greats at the time and knowing that you didn't even have a place on Canada's grand stage of music what would that feel like I mean we were all fighting we were all fighting for it and um you know knocking on the doors and saying and and really I mean we're spending money in the studios and back in the day, right. to rent, a, you know, to rent a studio, it was like one hundred and fifty dollars an hour, 
and you and you and you're right. there for two weeks. So it's hmm. it's your life savings. It's and if you're quick, a, yeah. you know, yeah. so right. And and because a lot of there was no really black studios at the time that could have delivered the quality. So you know, we're paying top dollar, yeah. and we have to buy all the tapes and and then try and now <laughs> do the record and try and get a deal, and then you're getting turned down. Oh gosh, yeah, you know, and then because the, the record companies in Canada are saying, well, we don't know really what to do with you, and there's really no no airplay for you, and hmm. so you know, we you're getting, but we're still trying, and we're still trying, and then yeah. you know, occasionally one person will get through, mm. and we all champion that person, <laughs> of course, you know? yeah, and yeah, you know, so so. And 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 I think that the thing that sort of changed that a bit is the CRTC came in with um, Canadian content. You know, you the, mm. the radio stations are mandated to play at least thirty three and a third percent Canadian content, and sometimes yeah, some right. are more. You know, so okay. that kind of gave a bit of a window to the record companies as well too. So if you got signed to a, a U.S. label, they know at least you would be able to get played in Canada if you don't get played in the U.S., you know? So right. that, that sort of helped, yeah, helped in, in, in those things. And, and, and then just a lot, of, a lot of us just were knocking at the doors. And a, a lot of people who loved black music were, were helping as well, too. Right, yeah, that's a good point, too, because it's not always just us mm -hmm. fighting there's some there are some allies you know outside yeah. of our community that definitely help push the agenda as well um so shout out to Thank them you, yeah. do you know maybe specifically when you started to see or feel that like a change was coming in terms of black music in canada because you find a lot of the good artists or musicians always fled to the u.s because that was the promised land for the black musician time. and i don't know if that yeah. exodus is still kind of happening or or maybe some people still feel that way, but did you ever feel that there was a moment, maybe 80s or 90s, where you're like, hmm, I think, uh, I think we're finally getting our voice heard? Yeah, I think it was when um, Glenn Lewis got signed and Debbie Cox got ah, signed, I think. Right, yeah. That was, you know, because they both sort of emerged yeah. at around the same, same time, time. Yeah. And, and were successful. True. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah. that was sort of the the incubation of, of okay, yeah. let's look to the north. You know what I mean? Right. And um yeah, for, right. I, I mean I remember when I took Glenn to Sony Records. Wow. Like I I I, I mean I, I produced for Glenn's dad as well too, you know. Oh man. Glenn C. Oh wow. <laughs> right. so, Holy. Actually I knew Glenn. Why don't you have a podcast? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You have so many great yeah. stories. Oh my goodness. Sorry to cut yeah, you off. Yeah. I just I'm always shaking my head like you know everybody and, and everything. everything yeah. Just why do we yeah, even talk? Just you should go. just put on a camera <laughs> and tell go, some man. stories. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, it's funny. Um sometimes people come to the door to my studio yeah. and they'll say, I'm here to see your father. I've been this thing so long. I should look a lot. A lot more vintage. Well, that's true, because when you yeah. tell stories, you've been in the so, game for a long time, and you're, that's yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. That's well, you know, it, and you know, you, you you love it, you know. And I I I I, I when I immigrated here, I'm like I want to know everybody. Mm -hmm. I am, 
networking everywhere, anywhere there's there's music in the city yeah. and networking. I, I, I remember I used to be on the road and I, I remember the day that I came off the road. You know, I told my guys, I'm like, no, I'm going to stay in town and I'm going to be a sub. So if mm. you need a keyboard player, yeah, you give me your songs two days before I said, learn everything and I can sub for you. Ready. Because sometimes, every, you know, wow. keyboard players are traveling. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I was a sub yeah. and then I wanted yeah. to be, I wanted to work in a studio. So I would, I would, you know, I have these, some friends of mine who now friends, you know, producers mm -hmm. and I'd go yeah. to the studio and just hang out. And say, listen, just you don't have to pay me. I just want to learn, you know, and I hang oh, out wow, yeah. and, and learn from those guys. There was a friend of mine, Dave Tyson, and I, I don't know if you know Dave Tyson. Dave Tyson is the guy who produced one of the biggest songs he produced. One of the big songs he produced is uh, "Black Velvet." You know, "Black Velvet" oh, from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, Miles. Uh, yeah. Black, Black Velvet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. great producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, so I learned a lot from him. You know, great producer. So I'd go <laughs> in the studio and we sit down and. He would sit there, and I'm like, "So what is that? What is this?" You know, and I, wow. you kind of get to figure out stuff because you want to learn. So, you know, yeah. as a result, you kind of pick up things, and and then I made friends with a lot of the engineers, and you know, I'd ask them questions, and you know, Amazing. I remember my first song I I produced, uh -huh. I produced it on a four track cassette, right? Sounds a fancy. artist by the name Sounds of Case, saxophone player. Okay. Right, and um, mm. I remember. It was playing on CHFI, and I was like, if they only knew that I, I produced this thing on a cassette, <laughs> <laughs> a four-track cassette, you know, but it sounded great. Wow. Yeah. The magic yeah. touch back then. Jeez. That's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, I, have, to, I have to give the artists who believed in me and, you Let's know, see. who would yep. pay me to produce their records, you know what I mean? Like. You know, back in the day, I'm, I'm this young producer and I'm, I want to ride with everybody. And I'm like, yeah, give me a chance. You know, yeah. and sometimes I'll, there are a lot of them that give me like this guy, Demo Cates, who's an amazing saxophone player and singer. Yeah. Uh, he did a lot of albums. Yeah. And I, I remember doing an album with him. And that was the first time I got to record a full orchestra. You know what amazing. I mean? Whole, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that for, for me was a major. And I, I remember telling yeah. Demo one time, I'm like, man. You sound like Grover Washington. He goes, no, Grover sound like me. He came and learned from me. <laughs> so it's like, Whoa. <laughs> uh, that's a true story. Wow. So, what was it like that first time um, recording an, an orchestra? What was your setup like at that time? It was it was amazing, man. That that was that was truly amazing. It was, it was a song that I wrote to. Mm -hmm. So it, it was just wonderful to hear all the strings you know, like a 32-piece yeah. orchestra yeah. playing all the string lines that you sort of came up with, you know, and then there's a, a conductor in the studio and he's conducting it and, the, and it sounds amazing, yeah, you know. I, I mean, yeah, I'm listening to that thing on repeat for about a month, you know, because <laughs> it came, came to life, yeah. You know, my song, wow. yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that was a, So, like I said, I have to make sure that you know, the, a lot of the artists that over the years, you know, and and it and they vary from reggae. I, I mean, I, I produced stuff for Leroy Sibbles, mm. Nana McLean. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I did a lot of remixes for more, you know, Frankie Paul, Dennis Brown, Jeez. like all of those guys. I yeah. you know yeah. produced 
And then from the soccer side, from Sparrow to David Rodder to Anselm Douglas to yeah. Marshall, I produce stuff. Ah, right? Just keep going. We'll just, we'll just sit back. I'm going to press <laughs> mute and just... It would take up <laughs> the entire hour if he just named everybody he worked with. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. This is it's, hilarious. It's, it's good, man. It's great, man. Um, yeah, so I... I don't know how you do. Yes. What made you? I, I, I don't. I'm sorry to cut. Uh, before I forget, you had you had made an active decision to not go on the road anymore. Why was that? I'm just curious. Yeah, because the thing is, the road takes you out of town, and and then you mm. miss a lot of like pivotal moments that's happening. You know, and and mm. when you come back in town after you know three weeks, a month, like a lot of things happen, and you're not involved in it. You know, oh, right, so, right. so yeah, I wanted to true. stay. I wanted to stay here and meet people, true, and and sort of elevate. Because right, right. once you're on that road, nobody knows you, and nobody will call you. You mm, know, you have to call and say, right. "Looking, I'm back in town." Out of sight, you know? out of mind. But if I'm yeah. here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the dudes that are out of town, I'm doing their work. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, I just stayed and <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I just stayed and just and just just. And then what happened yeah. is I, I hooked up with some guys mm-hmm. and we formed a band called Age of Reason. And um, yeah. it's, I don't know if you know Washington Savage. Washington was one of my, was, was no. a singer. Yeah, Washington. He, he it passed is an incredible away. name, yeah. Oh, rest in peace. Yeah. And, um, peace. yeah, and, and, and what we used to do, we had a manager, actually, they were from Canada as well too, but they lived in the States. Okay. Um, they managed Regina Bell. I don't know if you and you remember a group called Diggable Planets back in the day. Yeah, actually, I was supposed <laughs> to. I was supposed to produce that record, the Diggable Planets record. That's, oh man! So, so oh, we had wow. the same manager. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we had the same manager, and and um, <laughs> they used to they because they were from the states, so yeah. they would bring all these executives up to see us. Like we were wow. a sort of rock punk band. Right, it was mm. back to his. Yeah. There was a band called Living in Live, Living Color or something like that. So that was kind of us, but it was a lot more uh, classic. Okay. You know? So we and we used to okay. play a lot. So all these all these guys used to, you know, we they used to get all these crazy executives coming up. I remember the there was a guy who actually became my really good friend, Ronnie, and he was a guy who signed Tupac and all these all these guys he, he signed. <laughs> Wow. All those guys, when you look at his thing, it's like all those hip hop guys on Interscope. Wow. He's the guy who signed them. Came through him. And that was my, and he used wow. to be here all the time with us. You know, at the time, I, I, I didn't, you know, he was just one of the execs. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then we used to get what we call demo deals. So they would, the company will give mm. you, you know, $40,000 and they say, listen, we need three songs. Yeah. And if we like it, we'll sign you. And if we don't like it, then you don't have to pay it back. But if you get a deal, then you have to pay back. So if, you know, so oh, we, we'd, okay. we'd get a demo deal from Geffen, then we get a demo deal from MCA. And so we always get all, but they just didn't know how to market us. We weren't a black yeah. thing. We weren't, a, you know, a right. white thing. So we were falling in between. But mm. it was great experiences, you know. That's and, cool, man. Know, we spent a lot of time of in the studio. And... Wow. So you've worked with people across all yeah. different genres too. It's just, yeah, that's that's interesting. Actually, me and Dariki were laughing. I said something one time when we were talking. I said, "What's the big idea?" But as you're talking here, <laughs> as you're talking here, I'm just like the amount of creativity because you're you're uh, I 
guess you weren't your scope of knowledge is deep, so you weren't limited to one genre of music that you're most comfortable with. But it seems like you had people from all different genres calling you. And from a creativity perspective and even just like confidence, what's what are some of your keys to like just be able to execute consistently, regardless of the type of music you're working on? Um, one of the things that I always try to do is to deliver, deliver on time. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, I have to deliver this product. I cannot, and that's the thing that I, I think a lot of artists, um, it's a handicap, you know, because we always want to fix and it's not good enough. And, yeah. oh, we don't like that song anymore. So let's do another song, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great you point, keep, yeah. You keep chasing your tail, right? <laughs> yeah. So my thing yeah. is, no, the record, I have to finish this record. Okay. You know, and sometimes I, I, I used to work for this company called Solitudes. And do you know when you go into uh, Shoppers Drug Mart back in the day, you'd see a, a, a display with CDs in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and sometimes Canadian tires, you'll see this display of CDs. So yeah. that, I used to do a lot of those ra- yeah, yeah. records, right? These guys used to do like uh, 150 okay. albums a year. Because they have oh, to fill oh, that wow. every two weeks, they have to change those albums, oh, and these are albums oh with <laughs> all live players, all live. There's nothing wow. sequenced. You gotta have everybody's night. Wow. wow! And usually wow. they want those records turned around in a week. Ah. So you sign the contract on Monday, and next Monday that record has to be delivered, right? Dang. And this is a record with a live yeah. album. So and then sometimes it has horns. Sometimes it has strings. Wow. It's, it's all live. So wow. it, it, as a result, you've you got to make sure, like, you, you get a deposit. You want to make sure you get the next set of albums to do. Right. So you got to finish it. It has to work. So that was yeah. one of the things that I always, in, in my career, yeah. is to deliver and make sure that I deliver the best that I could do at this time. Right? Mm, and it, yeah. it, there'll always be growth. You always get better and better. True. And um, I'll give you a, a, an experience. I did a record for a, a girl by the name of Shonan Fuez. Um, and this was a pop record. I, and it had yeah. three big ballads on it. You know, those power ballads, Whitney Houston, that yeah, big okay. ballads. And um, those guys, you know, Sony, was they were jumping up. This is going to be a hit. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be. And everybody's pumped. I'm pumped. I'm like, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> because this thing is yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, the record came out and it just didn't do that well. Mm. You know? Didn't do that well. And yeah. I remember the president saying, oh, it was too good. I was like, what do you mean it too good? Wow. Yeah, and it took mean? me about two years, <laughs> two years to figure that out. Because what happens is everything that you like starts. Yeah. You know, your, the first, right, the first Tupac record is like this, and then the next one gets better and better and better. So mm-hmm. you grow with the artist. So right. when, if it's if it's way up here already, then you're like, you need to grow with the artist. And, and that was what thing that journey. Okay. I learned, you know. Okay. You, you, wherever, once you do the record, wherever you are, you know, you just do the best job that you could do at the time. It's okay. going to get better, and it's going yeah. to be gross. You know, you're going to build that fan base. So... I kind of I try to do that in m- most of the work that I do. You know, yeah. I, I try to make it yeah. blossom. You know, and, and not yeah. try to put my stamp on it. I try to make sure I get enough information from whomever I'm working with, the artists. That's big. So that I can get mm-hmm. their influences and shape it. 
So it doesn't have this mm, whole yeah. Eddie Bullen stamp on it. Got you. Just a little splashable in every now and then, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, some people could notice it. Some people um, go, oh, them chord changes. Uh, <laughs> or, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that sound. Yeah. You know? Wow. So, but, but yeah, you know, it, it was fun, man. Do you ever get, because um, you've been doing it for so long. Do you ever get like creative fatigue or like a lull where you're just like, I don't want to play no damn piano or keyboard <laughs> and you just kind of need to take a break? Or has you always been this passionate from the beginning? Because it's I can hear it in your voice. There's so much passion for the music and your art. I, did you ever have a moment or a couple weeks where you were just like, I don't really want to touch a keyboard for the next two weeks? Never. Ooh, wow. Wow. Never. Impressive. That's the difference Impressive. right there. Sounds yeah. like that explains why you've been able to keep it going for so long, you know, because I can imagine if if uh, other people that have this run, they have to take breaks. But I can hear it in your voice. You, just you still yeah. just ooze passion and creativity yeah. and anything you're even talking about with us. It's it's impressive. And I think that 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 keep that fire, keep burning. fire I just, burning. Is there any secrets you might be able to share as to how to keep that passion and that fire still burning so 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 mm. brightly? Well, I, I think one of the, one of the things is to when you have the off, when you have offsprings, you you instill in them the music. So, mm. and that's what happened. Actually, I have have two sons, and they both Talented, play. Super talented, and especially my yeah. first son, Quincy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, Quincy plays everything. So, I, you know, I and and we do a show called Dueling Pianos, where we put two grand pianos. Yeah, and yeah, we take on each other. So <laughs> I know have to be practicing my butt Stay off sharp. because this yep. kid is coming down the pipes <laughs> hard, my friend. <laughs> so, yeah. So, When's the last you know, time you guys got to do the Dueling Pianos show? Uh, we, we did it around about two months ago about two months ago we did it oh, and we're man. getting we're nice, getting ready nice. to do it again oh where's the next one we gotta let's let's go yeah well i really want to check uh, this out with my wife yeah I, I i think we're i'm talking to the people at the rose theater in brampton so okay, see if we nice. can do it there okay all right cool well we'll, we'll stay tuned on that and yeah, keep uh, us posted i definitely love to promote it and share it on our our instagram and i'm gonna be i want to be there i want to check this out for sure yeah, I yeah, it's a lot of dialogue. This legend in person. Nice. So is there yeah, some like lot, some It's banter? a lot of dialogue, and he talks yeah. about. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a lot of banter. So, you know, he talks about mm. me being an overbearing father who uh... wants him to practice and can't go and play soccer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, and then I talk about, you know, him waking him up five o'clock in the morning and practice, practice. Yeah, 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 and his mother is coming yeah. in. Please leave my son alone. <laughs> <laughs> but it works out. And look at him now. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. So who? Look at him now. Do you still exactly. have the edge. You still have to have the edge on him, though. Yeah, no, no. I have to fight, man. You're still this fighting. Guy, this but man, it's still there. Like, you know what? It's... Yeah, 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 yeah. I can <laughs> still, I can still turn it up. Uh, is Quincy there? <laughs> can you call Quincy real quick? <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't think. He, yeah, I wish I could call him. He, hey, Quincy, he's out. But, um, That's cool, but you know man. the thing is, he he would come jump off the piano and put it go on the guitar, and then it's like now he's what? a guitar player, now and he'll do yeah, the same yeah. thing on the bass. Uh, he's a freaking bass player, right. and he's a drummer. So he yeah. did a whole an album. Right, right. 
where he played everything on the album. He did everything. There's nobody on the record. He played drums, him. bass. Wow, that's talent right yeah, there, man. And yeah, so how rewarding is it to see the fruits of your labor in your son? You know, that must be pretty beautiful to just even just to get the opportunity to play in the Rose Theater, or I'm sure you played in even better theaters with your son after you know the five o'clock practices, <laughs> the the wife yeah. nagging you, you know, but you still were consistent. And now look at him, he's multi instruments, and you can play on a professional level with your son. I mean, that's got to be it beautiful. Is, it is beautiful. Yeah, it is. That is amazingly <laughs> wonderful. Um, when we play together, people always comment that I'm, I have this permanent smile. And I, <laughs> ah, I sometimes yeah, I, I tell imagine. myself, okay, just get serious. <laughs> just like, go. Oh. But I just, I just can't help it, man. You know, I, you look at the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, you know, and I mean, like, Two nights ago, we were up and playing records, you know, like he would play something for me. Oh, dad, listen to this guy. And I'm playing, listen to this guy. And we're both freaking out. Yeah. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passion. Wow. So That's awesome that you guys wonderful. both have that kind of passion for music. It's uh, That's got to be a, one of the biggest blessings a father can, you know, ask for. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just remembered, yeah. you know, I did see it's you great. both play together. And, then, and my young son is a drummer. Huh? Beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I just remember I did see you both play together. I don't. What well, What was this? I can't remember the show. There was something at Lula Lounge, and there was a whole bunch of pianos and keyboards on stage. Oh, right. I can't, that was the. It was um the brothers concert where what's his name? It was just all keyboard. It was all keyboards and, and then a drummer, drums. and they played every. You guys played every instrument yeah. on keyboard. Had solos all across. I can't remember if Quincy was on the whole show. Really? But I know he played some of it. Yeah, he was on the show. He was, yeah. It was both yeah. of you, right? Yeah, you played all this. He played the whole show. It just came yeah. back to me now. That was yeah. crazy. You've done so. some crazy things, my friend. <laughs> Would you ever bring that show back? Yeah, that was actually Andrew Craig, who right. um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, was yeah. the oh, curator okay. of that thing. So. It was, yeah. yeah. But it was, a, it was a wonderful venture, you know, when you... Because some through the eighties and some of the nineties, all, all of that stuff was all keyboards. That's you true. Know? Yeah, Everything yeah, different, true. Different true. keyboards, you know. So when you listen to like Stevie Wonder, um, Superstition, it's all keys. Yeah, and he's just playing Good drums. Point. Yeah, great yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you have like four clavinet parts and bass, and so we just took the sounds that. like that. Yeah, and, and just oh yeah, yeah. beautiful. That was great. That was a cool show. Jeez, man. What else do you ask when you? I I, I want to keep going, but I know that we're our time is limited today. I just you are an encyclopedia of Canadian music knowledge, just, <laughs> just general, general music knowledge. Yeah. It's uh, always an honor. I'm I'm glad that I've gotten to speak with you twice now in my lifetime. So Honestly. I really really appreciate this experience. And please, like I said, let us know when the next show is so we can definitely share it. And I want to be there. I need to see this legend in the flesh playing the piano before I die. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you gentlemen oh, it's always man. wonderful thank speaking you. with you guys and you know it, i mean uh, you know i guess you you got some takeaways so which is oh which man is cool and that for me is some best. takeaways he said you're too yeah. humble sir you're way too humble <laughs> thank you so much it's been an honor and a privilege we really really appreciate you taking the time to share these stories with us where can people Thanks. follow you as uh, their socials or websites that people can yeah. pay attention to? Yeah, eddiebullen.com. Um, um, 
Facebook is Eddie Bullen at Eddie Bullen um, Instagram and you, you know Spotify and Apple Music and all those things amazing yeah. man I'm all there awesome. awesome man thanks so much for the time I hope we can have you back another time to uh, keep this going but until then take good care and we'll definitely chat soon thank you thank you for having yeah. me yeah bless you bless you man alright everybody thank you we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did stay safe As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.